Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. What a joyful and wonderful news that Jesus is coming again. Say it twice in the creed that he is coming again in his glory to judge the living and the dead. And at the very end of the creed, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life to come in the coming age. So the church at the very last two weeks of the Coptic year, this Sunday and the coming Sunday, nearly we have the same gospel. It's repeated three times in the Synoptic Gospels. It's Matthew chapter 24, and Mark chapter 13, and then Luke chapter 21. How the Lord was telling us that he is coming again. He was giving us the signs of the destruction of Jerusalem, and then is his second coming in the fullness of time. Sometimes when we hear such news, we feel it's terrible. Because he's giving us many signs, it says that something will be hard and it's a time of tribulation. But let us focus today on the word of his second coming. The word coming in Greek, and it's in all the writings of church father, the word parousia, which means coming. It was mentioned 24 times in the New Testament, and in the gospel that we read today, at least it's four times. So there are two sides of this parousia, or this two sides of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me share with you a couple of verses. The first one is Matthew chapter 24 and verse 22. It's telling us, and unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days would be shortened. So the two sides of this parousia, you have a choice. Either to be one of the elect, and for their sake, these days will be shortened. It means you are living a holy life. You are waiting for him, as St. Peter was telling us today in the Catholic epistle, that you are hastening and waiting for the coming of our Lord. And the other option was the same chapter, verse 20, chapter 24, verse 12. And because loneliness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So the two sides or the two faces of the parousia or the second coming of the Lord, either to be one of the elects and for your sake, those hard days will be shortened, or you'll be one of those who are living in loneliness and the love has come or grow cold in our heart. When the church is in introducing and reintroducing the idea of the second coming of our Lord is always an encouragement to be among those elect. But sometimes we say, how? How I can live among those elect that the, for their sake, those days will shorten. We'll find St. Paul is trying to help us all and to encourage us all there is a way and this way is fully assured. In Romans chapter eight and verse one, St. Paul was telling us, be of good cheer. Be in full trust of the fullness of the meaning of the message of the gospel. He did not come to condemn. The Lord said many times in the gospels, I did not come to condemn, but to save those who are lost. So am I in, within this good news that he came to save or not. In Romans 8, St. Paul is telling us the there is therefore now no condemnation. And then we are wondering, how come there is no condemnation and we are waiting the judgment? 
He was telling us there's two different words in Greek and two different meanings as well. First of all, all of us will stand before the just judge. But some are going to co be condemned and some others will not be condemned. The elect, as we heard now, and for sake, the Lord will shorten those days. They are not going to be condemned. What is the sign of those who have no condemnation? He continued, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Then the devil will attack us all. You are walking according to the flesh. That's why you are not privileged of this blessing. And most of the church fathers said something totally different. If you look to the verse carefully, the first half is your choice. The second half is the result, is the consequence. What does it mean? If you choose to be in Christ, there is no, now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. What does it mean to be in Christ Jesus? I'm living a life of repentance. I'm confessing my sins regularly. I'm having the communion, attending the liturgy from the beginning, not from the gospel, not after the gospel. I'm enjoying the full life of the church. I'm enjoying the fullness of being in Christ. Then all of us will stand before the judge. But we, because we are in Christ, now therefore there is no condemnation. And as a consequence of this, which is the second half of the verse, because you choose to be in Christ, because you enjoy, there is no condemnation, you cannot walk according to the flesh. Those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. It's the consequence of being in Christ, enjoying being not under any condemnation. Again, he's offering us in the last couple of weeks in the Coptic year to live a joyful life in Christ where there is no condemnation and we are bound to live and to walk according to the spirit. The same word, judgment and condemnation, mentioned clearly in Romans chapter 5 and verse 18. He's telling us, therefore, as though one man, through one man, man's offense, judgment came to all men, all of us will be under this judgment, resulting into condemnation. Those who are not in Christ are resulting into condemnation. Even those through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. This is what we are looking for. Why you are in the, in the church? To enjoy the fullness of being in Christ, where there is no condemnation, and this resulting in justification of life. Let me conclude with you with the words of St. Augustine. He's telling us it's a choice, and you can make this choice, and you have to reassure and reaffirm this choice many times during the day. But I wish you to be without an anxiety from the coming of the Lord. He was without anxiety, waits without fear until his Lord comes. For what sort of love of Christ is it to fear his coming? It's telling us, don't fear him. Be in him and wait for him joyfully. Brothers, do we not have to blush for shame? We love him, yet we fear his coming. Are we really certain that we love him or do we love our sins more? He puts this question in front of us all to give us the opportunity to have the next few minutes in the liturgy as time of repentance, time of reconnecting with the Lord, to be in him, enjoying 
now therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.